you know by now that the dogs in my house wear Paco collars, and the newest addition is Stig's tan leather collar with brass fittings and turquoise stones. It seriously looks like the bay we bought our house on, and his smooth coat and long neck show it off perfectly. We picked it out in person at Paco's booth, and the staff helped us to be sure we got the exact fit and style that was right for him. I catch myself mesmerized by this collar when I walk him. How crazy is that? So get over to PacoCollars.com and grab a collar you'll be obsessed with, and don't forget to use the promo code COGDOG for free shipping. We've got a puppy. Puppy Elementary is my puppy training subscription service, and it's all about our new puppy, Watson. It's just $45 for six months of Watson's development and education, and you'll have indefinite access to the materials, so sign up anytime. Just go to www.thecognitivecanine.com and click the Puppy Elementary tab at the top of the page to register. Each week, you'll have access to multiple training videos and blogs, as well as constant access to the Puppy Elementary Facebook group, where you can talk about your progress with other students. Watson won't stay little for long, so join now. Hey there, dog people of the internet. It's me, Sarah Strumming of The Cognitive Canine, and this is called Dog Radio, a podcast about all things dog sports and dog training. Join me as I explore my cases and considerations regarding the behavior of the dogs we live and play with. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, I want to chat tonight about a class that I'm teaching right now on Fenzi Dog Sports Academy. And that's Fenzi, F-E-N-Z-I, dogsportsacademy.com. The class just started and the working spots are full. Um, So there's the gold level spots, they're full. Silver is still open, which is kind of a semi-working spot. And then bronze, which is an auditing spot, is unlimited. But what I want to talk about is what this class is about. It's called Fix It. And it is all about the applied science of behavior change. And so I thought we would talk a little bit today about what some of the issues are that we're going to be addressing in the class, um, how I might be addressing them, and what you might get out of this class if you decide to join it. And if not, you know, I hope that you just get some good tips out of this podcast that you can go ahead and apply in your own time, um, on your own dog stuff. So in the gold level spots, we've already got uh, kind of dog react, dog reactive stuff like dog directed barky lungy behavior. We've got stalky lungy behavior directed at bicycles. We've got a dog that just attacks a door. Um, it's one door on the property and it's under one specific trigger and the dog just goes, ape shit on this door. And um, I think it's really interesting. We've also got what people call quote unquote demand behaviors. We've got demand barking and demand pawing. And let's unpack that for a second because demand behaviors, that's something that people talk about all the time. They talk about demand barking. They talk about demand this, demand that. And I would like to just rephrase it to be need behaviors. The dog says, I have a need and I'm telling you about that need in the only way that I know how. So we've got a dog that barks to have his needs met. And we've got another dog that paws at vertical surfaces. Really interesting. 
um, to get his needs met. And I think that's really fascinating. They're both different. They both happen under different contexts, so we'll be handling them slightly different ways. We've got a dog that um, is a car chaser, barky, lungy stuff at cars, living in an urban environment. It's really tough. Um, really interesting flyball behavior. We've got a dog in flyball that as he's coming down the line um, with his ball at the end of his run, instead of spitting out the ball and grabbing the tug, which is what his human would like him to do, he likes to just go search for stray balls. So he will run over into the other lane to find a tennis ball, etc., and um, some big feelings involved in that one. So it's going to be a fun fix. Uh, barking at strangers entering the home. This is a big one for so many dogs that we're going to be addressing. Um, we've got barking pre-fun. So um, one of my longtime clients is in this class. I knew her back in Colorado and she's got her turf back in this class in at Gold. And I'm really excited to address his just really cussing at her, yelling at her until she does the fun stuff. Um, I know a lot of us can relate. We've also got mealtime craziness. So we've got a Basenji that just goes absolutely nuts anytime meals are being prepared. She's running around. She's running into people. She's running into other dogs. Um, lots of big behaviors coming out of her. And then I have decided to run my own dog in a gold spot in this class. I've actually never done this before. <laughs> so some from time to time um, at Fenzie, the instructors will run a gold thread. So the way that the classes work is we've all, is all of the gold level students have their own private thread. It's not private, a public thread in the forum that anybody who has signed up for the class can view. And it really helps everybody to learn and progress um, by following those threads. And on occasion, an instructor will run a gold thread for one of their own dogs where they, they train their own dogs on the assignments as the class goes through. Uh, my friend Shade Weisel does this all the time on her classes, and it's so valuable, you guys, to see us make mistakes and muddle through the same challenges that you guys are, are going through. So I'm enrolling my own dog, Felix, in this class. He's got a gold thread set up because it has become just glaringly obvious that my dog, Felix, cannot take a bath. Um, he has lovely husbandry and veterinary behaviors, so... I can do his toenails, no problem. I can brush him, um, I can cut his hair, I can clean his eyes, put eye drops in his eyes, I can clean his teeth, look in his mouth. I can do so many things because I have worked so hard on all of that stuff with him because it's so important. And yet, I can't give this dog a bath, you guys, without what I think is an unacceptable level of stress. He will thrash and try to bite at the hose and the water, and he just becomes increasingly panicked as it goes on. I've even tried to do it with drugs on board. I gave him trazodone and gabapentin to see if I could get this done. Um, and even then, I bathed only his back and only with a cup of water, no hose. Um, and he was on drugs, you guys. So I thought after that, uh, my friend Casey, who's been on the podcast several times, and I did that together, and we talked about it. And I said, what do you think about me putting Felix and fix it for this problem? And she said, I think that's a great idea. And so Felix is enrolled in Fix It to help him take a bath. And I'm really excited to get that kick in the pants that I need because clearly I can train this dog to do husbandry behaviors. I just haven't worked on the bath part for 
XYZ reasons, he swims a lot, he walks a lot in the rain, he's just usually not that dirty. <laughs> so it's usually not a huge problem. I wanted to give him a bath because we were staying in a really nice Airbnb in Portland for Clicker Expo and I wanted him to be clean after going to the beach. So it became apparent that this was actually something I wasn't going to get to ignore anymore. And he's such a lovely dog who's fun, you know, f fun to work on stuff with because you know, he makes everything really, really clear. He makes everything obvious um, as far as if I'm making things too hard or not. And so I think he'll be a great thing for you guys to get to watch. So what the heck is this class about? So fix it. Is it really just, is it a handler's choice class? It's not. It's not about you present me with a problem and I give you a solution. It's about you present me with a problem and I help you to have the, own, the tools to arrive at your own solution. That's why it doesn't actually matter that much what these gold spots are doing. What matters is kind of the quality of the training that's going on in gold and the quality of the material. So if you can follow the material and maybe follow one or two threads, you might get a lot out of it. Um, we go through how to assess what the function of this behavior is. So all behavior has a function. All behavior is getting at a purpose. Um, it's, it's getting at a reinforcer. So we try to just pare everything down to the observable components. So in Felix's case, he gets in the bathtub just fine. He can be handled in the bathtub just fine. As soon as the water's on, he has a harder time standing still. And if the hose starts to touch him, that's when he thrashes and flails. So in his case, I think his goal, the function of the thrashing and flailing behavior, is to get the hose to stop touching him. So in this class, I'm going to work through how to teach him that he actually has control over this entire scenario and he doesn't have to thrash and bite. He can ask me to stop in other ways and he can choose to participate or not. So those, that consent piece is really huge for me. It's huge for me in all of my classes and fix it is no different. And I'm going to train him a different behavior to do. And I'm going to help him do that behavior while the hose um, is on him. And I really, I have high hopes, you guys. I think we're going to get there in this class. And I, I think um, we're also, you know, whether we get there, quote unquote, or not, uh, whether I achieve actually bathing this dog by the end of class or not, I think everyone, including me, will learn from this process. So it's almost making me think about running a gold spot in, in Fix It every single time I do because God knows there's enough behavior problems running around that I could put a dog in there. Um, but we're going to, you know, I teach you how to assess the functionality. to So to say, what is the animal actually getting out of this behavior? And then I teach you how to insert a replacement behavior that actually gets the animal to the same goal, but that is a more acceptable replacement behavior for both of you. So if the dog does not like strangers coming in the door, I want the dog to be able to get away from the strangers or have the strangers leave by a more acceptable route, a more acceptable behavior. In the case of the dog that's attacking the door, we're not sure why that's happening yet. We wanna tear that apart get some video assessment, decide, okay, what happens directly after that every single time? And can we call that the consequence? And then can we 
work with that consequence to build other behaviors and then then can we define it as a reinforcer so this is geeky meaty stuff you guys it is it's it's a fun class it's an in-depth class it's a tough class it's not an easy one for me to teach but it's always an enjoyable one for me to teach so not all you know some of my classes are easier to teach than others but also some of them are more interesting than others. And this one is interesting every time because we've always got a lot of moving parts, a lot of variables that we're trying to insert into a process of function of functional assessments of the behavior and then inserting a replacement behavior that gets the animal to the same results um, in real time. And we also just have super interesting geeky discussions. Uh, to just today in the forums, I was talking about how you know, one of the students had already gone through what she, what, what the professional she was working with was calling a counter conditioning and desensitization protocol. And it was. But what she effectively taught the dog to do was to eat food instead of do its barky lungy behavior. And everything was fine until she wanted to fade the reinforcement of that eating food. Because she, she believed that she had built... Um, a different behavior than eating food. Um, or maybe she wasn't paying attention to the behavior at all. She thought she was changing the feelings of the dog. In reality, she built an alternative behavior to Barky Lungy, which was eat. And then by trying to reduce the eating, by trying to only praise in those scenarios, the dog backslid. And so recognizing that eating is an operant behavior and that all behavior change protocols have to do with operant principles and that behavior is always changing whether you're aiming to change behavior or not um, and that behavior is always functioning and moving and trying to get the animal what it wants in the world whether that's what your focus is or not is just one of the really interesting pieces of this course for me so I hope you guys will join me over there. It's again, it's FenzyDogSportsAcademy.com and the class is under the behavior category, the behavior courses category, and it's called Fix It. Um, registration is still open for a couple of weeks, so I hope you jump on in there. And of course, I am running Worked Up as well, which is my most popular course all about crazy sport dogs who need to take it down a notch. Or maybe who don't need to take it down a notch, but just need to stop biting and barking <laughs> at their handler. Um, so talk about this. Ask me questions over on the Cog Dog Radio Facebook page. And I hope to see you in class. Thanks for listening to Cog Dog Radio. If you have questions or suggestions, shoot them over to cogdogradio at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like the Cog Dog Radio Facebook page, and until next time, happy training!